0: We'll mm-hmm.
1: 15th episode of future barn uh this is a really special one for me um i've been reunited with my friend anthony ray wright Uh, he's a fellow i met when i lived in austin texas when he lived there as well um but he's also from uh just up the road here from elwood and marion indiana and we bonded over that uh kind of being two uh midwestern boys uh down there in texas And so, uh, this past Friday, Anthony played uh, at the Kingdom uh, venue in Marion, and so I went up to see him, and before that, we, we met up at the park, Matter Park there, and had a, sat down for a little conversation, um, about Anthony's, uh, lifelong journey as a musician, uh, and his connection to small towns, and I think it's a really wonderful chat, um, and yeah, it's always great to catch up with an old buddy. Um, so thank you for listening. I'm hoping to have Anthony uh, come to play here in, in the new year uh, when his album comes out um, here in Elwood. And thank you, for uh, Anthony, for letting us include uh, his single, Foolish Minded, which will be on the new album. Uh, you'll hear that right after this intro. Um, thanks, as always. To Landon Caldwell uh, and Creeping Pink for letting us use uh, their song Free Yourself as the theme song of this. Um, And thank you to Terry Tan and Billy Burkert, Enrique Lozano and Paz Pardo, Josh Caldwell and Heather Collier for being Patreon supporters of mine. Um, They help make things like this podcast happen and be free and be available to the world. Um, Thanks again for listening. Hope everyone's uh, having a good weekend. And uh, here's Anthony Ray Wright.
0: You're always there all the time, tearing a hole through my heart, but you're the apple of my eye. You bring me peace and understanding, I see the devil lies inside.
1: Um, but yeah, this isn't, uh, this isn't the normal way I do. I usually don't ask people to sit in a car with me. Okay. And, fair enough. It's <laughs> kind of cool. Um, like, it's nice. Yeah. We can look out. We got the disc golf course here. Thing. So we're here in oh, Matter nice. Park. I'm here with Anthony Ray Wright. Um, a longtime buddy of mine and a great, uh, country musician. Um, we're in Matter Park in Marion, Indiana. Um, yeah. so you might hear folks listening, might hear cars driving by people walking around. Um, the last couple episodes have been backdropped by, um, crickets. Uh, my garage apparently has all these hidden crickets <laughs> that I can't seem to find, but you can hear them on the recording. That's pretty good. Um, and it's a nice, it's gives it a nice ambiance. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you're from here. Yeah, yeah, I was born here. And we just, we, we met in Austin, Texas when I lived there and we ended up, we had friends in common. We had we lived two blocks away from each other. Um, and we we discovered each other and then and then we also discovered this link that we're you're from Marion and I'm from Elwood, which is a half hour away from each other. Um, so how when did you live in what part of your life did you live in Marion? As, as a,
2: up until I was probably eleven, I'd say. Eleven. Eleven. Then I started traveling around. I got my guitar at twelve. You know, and I quickly got into a band, <laughs> a traveling band.
1: I know. That's what I've always loved about you. Yeah. You have this, like, you just, you're not afraid to just go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you do. You just go. You go play shows. You go wherever and whatever. Let's do it. Let's go. But you were doing that at 12? Yeah, yeah. I started going around Indiana a little bit at, at 12,
2: playing my guitar, learning the old-timers music. Was there someone
1: Was there someone in your life that was into that?
2: No. There was a guy named uh, Uncle, I never met him, Uncle Larry. He played piano. Grandpa, I love my grandparents growing up. Okay. Grandpa, he's like one day he's like, I want to get you a guitar, and I was like, I don't want no stupid guitar. You know, I was like, I don't know what that was. Nobody played music around me. Yeah. So he, you know, he finally talked me into it, and I got it. And I, I learned my first chord the first day. I got it,
1: and I was obsessed
2: ever since. Do you remember
1: what chord that was? G. You learned a G. Yes. Okay. So you learned. So you learned a G, and you got this guitar. And then you start playing in bands pretty quickly? Yeah, I started going to something called jam sessions outside of town
2: where they, these, these older people would get together and play classic country, some jazz. Okay. I picked that up quick, how to, how to uh, follow, I guess you call it, where you, if someone's playing a song, you can listen and find their chord and play along. Uh-huh. So that's what I started out doing. And then quickly I got into a band, that like a 50s rock band with younger people. Uh-huh. I started traveling all over the place, D.C., Florida.
1: And this is like before you can drive. Yeah, this yeah. is. Like oh yeah, it. I like, couldn't drive. Who's yeah. driving? The, the, a bunch one of the, people. Yeah, some one of the, people. Yeah. somebody's old enough for sure. Um, so, how did that work with school? <laughs> what
2: okay, <was> happen- <laughs> so I, that that year I was, Grandpa passed away. Okay, and and you know it really got to me. But he knew I was starting to play in these bands. Yeah, and um, it hit Grandma pretty hard. She was pretty sad about it. So. I was about to start school again after that summer. And mm-hmm. I just told my grandma, like, hey, you know, I'm making pretty good money. I was for a kid like that. I was making, what, 200 a show? $12? Uh, as, as
1: what was the band called?
2: Blair Carmen and the Bellevue Boys. Okay. It's like a Jerry Lee Lewis thing.
1: Okay.
2: And I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm making pretty good money. Can I, should I just do homeschool? And she's like, all right. So she could put me in homeschool for, for a little bit. It didn't really work out, so I ended up quit doing that. Yeah. And, um, I'll fast forward real quick. I did no, get, I did get my GED. Right so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, anyway, yeah. No I, I just, it's I just, awesome. And the older guys thought it was cool because that's what they did, you know, in the 50s. And yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing music. That's awesome. But, yeah. So I, I quit music. I mean, I quit school to do music. Yes. So, and, uh, which was, what's ironic is when I was going to school here, the little music class we did, I was awful. I was playing the baritone. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, the guy, I didn't even try, and the guy didn't even want me touching any other instruments, you know.
1: <laughs> but but you had the second life as a musician where you were playing, get learning yeah. guitar and playing. Oh, yeah. But then in school, you...
2: It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it was different, you know. It was different. I had a freedom when the guitar came around. Uh-huh. I didn't learn anything.
1: Yeah. Um, and do, do you remember, what was it about country music that... The excited a, a 12-year-old Anthony. So, I didn't grow up around it at all. Yeah.
2: I grew up listening to, well, as, as a toddler, my uncles, they were kind of like my big brothers. They were younger. Sure. Yeah, I heard a Snoop Dogg,
1: which okay. came I came
2: back to him later, you know, the, the yeah, 80s yeah. rap, you know, I heard all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, around here, I was talking to Ren about it earlier, I was like, listen to the radio. This is how it's always been, you know, it's like yep. 80s, classic rock. 90s
1: country. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You don't
2: ever hear the old stuff. Yep. So... What happened was I got my guitar. Had met some friends in school that play guitar, and they're like, "We we'll play metal." I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so I, I met up with them a couple times, and honestly, you know, I liked it, but I felt when I was learning to play it, I was like, "Man, uh, it's not working." I feel kind of, I feel kind of uh, sad, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I was learning chords, but I didn't know where I wanted to go with it.
1: Sure. And what well, do you think that's you, what you were talking about? We the following, mm-hmm. following the lead kind of thing when. Yeah. Uh, that kind of was natural for you. Yeah, really. And that's why, and so that's a really like communal feeling, like yes. you're a part of a thing. And I've always noticed, admired that about you. Uh, the two things I've always noticed and admired about you is you're all in. You push it. You pushing all the chips, right? I'm, I'm, 15 years old, and I'm going for this music <laughs> thing. Yeah, right. You're all in, and also that you're always really good at. I always called you the human jukebox because you could always just, like, you could follow, like, if someone wanted to play a song, you could play along with them, or if someone named that a song, you'd figure it out, and yeah. you you could figure it out pretty quick, uh, and I think that lends itself more to, like, a communal aspect, and it's not soloing and, like, right. this bigger thing. It's, like, how do we all kind of mesh together? Of course, yeah. Um,
2: That's kind of what those jam sessions were. it's kind of like, there was a little stage, everybody got up, but you, it was together, you know? Yeah. People would bring a. Their dishes, foods, you know, and their, yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of like that. And I think it was not learning all the songs on the radio when I started getting into music. Finally, it was stuff that I wanted to pick. So I think learning all those old songs kind of just I had all this fresh base to learn all these songs, I guess.
1: Yeah, and so what were some of the people as it's kind of the same that it is now? Like, what stuck with you as far as uh, from the beginning? Yeah. Um, well, I guess the
2: style, like, I, I, like those jam sessions, they were playing stuff like. George Jones,
1: Hank, Hank. Williams, yeah, yeah Hank yeah. Williams, and I
2: wasn't a, I liked Tank, but I wasn't a big fan yet. You know, it took a little longer, yeah. but I, I knew I played guitar before the Johnny Cash movie came out, Walk the Line. Yeah, yeah, and I, I saw a Johnny Cash special before the movie. I'm like, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it's in. The, and then the movie came out, I'm like, I guess I'll go see that. And then I saw the band's a- aspect of it, you know, how, I was like, wow, this is cool. Are there are three guys playing. I could probably do that. Yeah. You know? So I kind of, like, I started studying that style. Uh-huh. And then from that, I can thank the internet because I got on MySpace. Yes. And I, I liked, I think you like, no, you don't like them. You uh, you became a friend, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of, of the music page, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it was. And um, Johnny Cash had his top friends and it was just, the country stars yeah so I started like who's Lefty Frizzell I'll add him yep who's uh Ernest Tubb who's you know yeah uh, all these guys Webb Web Pierce so I, I and they had their songs on there I'm like wow this is the stuff like I've never heard this is awesome you know yes. and it kind of captured me
1: yeah you know I I really feel that too about the internet was the ability that happened with me with poetry when I was like 19 and I just got really into poetry I was in college and a lot like someone introduced me to a poet and and then I found out that that poet was still alive oh wow and then I would be like oh cool and then I'd find like their Facebook page or oh, cool. like their instagram page and then I would I met some poets who were like not too much older than me who I liked and admired and then they would I could like watch their lives and like see them the way they lived right and it was like it was something that was alive and wasn't it wasn't dead to me. So even though some of those folks weren't take oh, the, I see like what you're Hank's saying. not alive, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a aliveness in the energy of it of people wanting to sit around and play it. Yeah, like yeah, I think Hank's gonna be like people are gonna be like at parties, being like, "Hey, you want to play? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, you want to play this Hank song exactly for forever? Oh well, yeah, I, yeah. Because I, I, I think it's just it lends itself to that. Right. And so it keeps it alive even if. The actual he died when he was what twenty nine. Yeah, um, which is incredible. I mean, actually, the other day I was thinking of you. Uh, I was at a half price books and they had uh, Hank William Senior Life from the Grand Old Opera, nineteen forty seven, oh, wow. on vinyl, that's ten bucks. Wh- Whoa! The, yeah. Wow. That's and the deal. so I, I grabbed that, <laughs> and so I was thinking about you, but um, yeah, and so that's I was wanted to think of uh, like early memories of when we met. Do you? Do you remember meeting me? I do. So
2: I do remember, but I tell everybody this: like Austin was such a party town. Yeah. So it like this, it's like kind of a blur. Slightly. <laughs> yeah. The whole the whole time, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I do I do remember finding out you're from Indiana, and that was such a it was such a breath you know, a breath of fresh air, you know. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. I remember us talking about that. Uh, I think it was at your house, so we met. Through Kevin. Yes. Who was your drummer at the time. Yeah. And Kevin and I ta- worked at a school together. Oh, is that what? Okay, okay. We worked okay. at a school together, and then we found out we played disc golf together, and then we found out... I found out he was in a country band, and I love country music. So I went and saw you guys play. I think That's, it was at the White Horse. The White Horse. It was the okay. first time. It was like when you had one of your, like... We were playing every Wednesday at oh, midnight well, yeah, with or the, something the, like that. Uh, residency. Residency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and... Yeah, but... But then the thing that struck me, besides the things I mentioned earlier too, is you were young. Because mm-hmm. I was 25, 26 at the time. 26. Yeah. So you had to be like barely 21, 22. I was How like 21 you know? or 22. I'm 27 now. You're 27. 27. So that was five. Yeah, that was five. We've known each other for five <laughs> wow. years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so that. It is a blur it's just about blur being alive in your mid20s early 20s Oh for sure and yeah. then you add in the like you said the party aspect but also oh, just like the city aspect for people who aren't from cities. That was a big. We're not. I mean, yeah. Marion, even being from Marion, wasn't a city. Not
2: at all. Yeah. Um,
1: in that in that sense.
2: Oh, I mean, the first time I went to Cincinnati as a young boy. Yeah. There was an escalator. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thought it was crazy, but we don't. Yeah. Even, we don't have big tall buildings. escalators? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big open You know, it, it opened me up. I, I was really uh, shy when I was here. Even into the Cincinnati, I was shy. And then when texas and that's where
1: you moved after 11. Yeah, Cincinnati,
2: VV, where I am now, VV Indiana, which yeah. is right by. Texas is where I became, I feel I became me. And I met, you know, I knew good people were there. and.
1: But uh, you didn't move to Austin first. No. You no. moved to Alpine, Alpine. West Texas. Which is a small town in West Texas, which I got to go to uh, several years ago, around this time of year. Oh, cool. Um, and I went to Alpine, and I went to Turlingua. And so I don't, I think I've told you this story, but... Um, my now ex-wife diana and i we were um on our honeymoon and we rented this little cabin from this guy named pat out in the middle of the desert in terlingua okay mm-hmm. and we're we're in this little cabin and there's a coffee table book and it says musicians of west texas and you're on it oh so right? like i was like you're in it i've never seen that book but i keep hearing about it you're you're in it as, as like a Sixteen-year-old, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and like it's like baby Anthony mm-hmm. It's like is like in it, and so we were just dying laughing because we had known you for a couple of years at that point, yeah, in Austin, and um, but and then we talked to Pat about is that Pat was, O'Brien? I'm bet I'm betting he, he's a photographer. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and he just had yeah, and so the book too it was all these old West Texas country guys. That's cool, and you. <laughs> um, so it's an honor, right? So have you always felt like that yeah. you're like the old, like, kid? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I've yeah. always, I mean, because, you know, I, I feel
2: like it's, I don't know, I feel like I was, I was all the older stuff seems so natural to me, I guess. Uh-huh. You know, even, it's hard to explain, but I, I, for a long time, people always said I had an old soul, you know. Sure. You know, that I, I didn't know exactly what they meant at the time, but... Um,
1: maybe, maybe they're right, you know? Yeah. So what, so, so you, you go out there and you're in West Texas. What, t- why'd you go to, why'd you go there? So after Grandpa passed,
2: yeah. he was like my father figure, you know, sure. and grandma, you know, but me and Grandpa yeah. were real tight. Um, I didn't really have anybody to guide me. So, um, in that band I played for Blair Carmen, there was a, a bass player, who, fantastic musician, my favorite song, one of my favorite songwriters, probably... You know, one or two anyway, he, his name was Jerry, and uh, I'd have to stay at his house, and he had kids, two kids, and they are like my age, they, we all <laughs> played we the same music, Okay. and uh, they basically became, him and his wife, Tina, they all, they became like parents to me, you know, and they took yeah. me in, like nothing, they showed, you know, they showed me kindness, and they taught, they taught me a lot of stuff, you know, Yeah. so I, I owe a lot to them, but um, they decided to move to Texas, and I wasn't going to go. I was not going to go to Texas. Yeah. And, uh, I, in Marion, at the music store, I had a steel guitar and layaway. And uh, uh, Chris, the son, he's like, hey, man, please come to Texas. I'm like, I'm not going to Texas. Is I'm it? Gonna, please. I'm like, dude, I have a steel guitar and layaway. I can't do anything.
1: <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, yeah, I love you. you. had this focus. Yeah, I, had this, yeah. I
2: got this steel guitar. Exactly. And he's like, he looked down. He's like, all right, look. You know, we have the money. We have a little bit of money from playing shows, you know, from being kids. He's like, look, let's drive to Marion. It was three hours away. Let's try to marry, it. I'll buy, I'll get your steel guitar for you if you come to Texas. I'm like, all right, fine. There you go. And that's that was it. And I got there, and I
1: I fell in love. So you just showed up with a steel guitar and
2: yeah. You, oh you, yeah. And that first night, that first night, um, I'm like, I need to find musicians here. It's a small town in the desert. Yep. I typed. I went to MySpace still. I yep. typed in on Google. I typed in uh, musicians in Alpine, Texas, and I got MySpace, and it was a band called the Doodle and Hogwallops. Yep, I've heard and, of them. And there's yeah. a picture of a guy. He he looked drunk. He had a whiskey in his hand, a tooth out, a beat-up old cowboy hat. I'm like, these guys are probably what I'm looking for. (laughs) So I sent him a message. And uh, Neil got back to me. He's like, yeah, man, we're looking for someone. Come on up. Let's meet together. Let's have a beer. And I wasn't able to have a beer. Yeah. But I had my first Lone Star with that guy, you know. Nice. And, you know, and that's kind of how that all started. I, I quickly tried to jump into it. And we started playing all over the place quickly. And how long were you out in Alpine? I was in Alpine for so it changed I moved, I moved there was a gap from Alpine to Florida for a minute okay and then back to Alpine I and then find, to Austin yeah and then so. to Austin yeah okay I went to Florida um what the what's the where's Disney where's Disney uh, Orlando Orlando yeah there's a musician friend his wife wanted me to move in with him for music I stayed there for a couple months I'm like I miss Alpine got a got a Greyhound drove went to, went to Louisiana where Chris he, he's married now okay at the time and he got married so I I took Greyhound from Florida to Louisiana. We partied. Then Tina and Sam um, came up to visit, and they picked me up and took me back to Alpine. And uh, then I traveled back and forth a lot. Like yeah. I would, they would know. They would know me. Like, where's like I, I had my own room, you know, in, in Alpine, but they would be like, where's Anthony? I'm like, oh, I don't know. He was probably in Austin or San Antonio. I'd be gone for a month. Yeah, yeah. Come back on and now It's like, hey, what's up? You know, and stay for a few weeks or a month or two and yeah. leave again for a month or a few weeks.
1: You know, I was kind of yeah. in and out. Well, so I was thinking about that, your ability to kind of just hop in and out and play show and, you know, you have people sit in with you. Yeah. And you have this, I think it's because of that ability to just play along with people yeah. that you can, like... You can just be you with a guitar, or you can be like, hey, play drums with me, or hey, yeah. play... You know, like, tonight yeah. you're playing the show in Marion, and are you going to have the fiddle the guys, yeah. and the drum yeah, they would, again? Yeah, they're going to be there again tonight. Uh, and, but but I've seen you play with a four or five piece Yeah, band, you know? And, and you know, playing a lot more honky-tonk, like, more like bigger honky-tonk shows right. in Austin. Um, and so that ability to... You have kind of been doing that. Like, honing that ability since you were 12 jumping in and out of jam sessions. And yeah. Just, I'll, I'll play with you. I'll move to Orlando and make some music with you, you know? Yeah. Th- that yes kind of attitude has opened you up to that ability. Yeah, it's always been a
2: positive thing for the most part, so I kind of stick with that option if I get it, uh-huh. you know? Even, like, uh, like for instance, if I got a if I got a call tonight after the show or before, like, hey, Alpine wants you to play this show Next week, can you do it? I'd probably try to find a way. Yeah, yeah, you know?
1: yeah. Um, so what do you what do you remember most of your time out in Alpine? Because this podcast in particular is kind of All right. thinking about what are small towns good for and how to be a good person in a small town. What, what do you remember from... Okay, well, th- this goes back to growing up here. This is
2: why I fell in love with Alpine. Yeah. I started going to bars in Alpine underage. I wasn't drinking, though, necessarily. I was just uh, hanging out and meeting yeah. the people. And um, the biggest thing I noticed going to those bars, they knew, hey, it's Anthony, he's young, you know, he plays music, he's hanging out. So the thing I noticed was everybody's was being really nice, like very welcoming. Yeah. And at one point, that, one of the nights nice there, I was like, wow, these guys are super welcoming, they're nice. Growing, I'll be honest, growing up in Marion, schools were tough. I didn't have many friends, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. It was like, it was almost like a, a prison mentality at school. You got to be tough. You got to, you know, survive. Survive. Survival, yeah. yeah. And people weren't as nice. They weren't as quickly welcoming up here. Yeah. I noticed that in Alpine, and I knew. I'm like, I this. I love this place. You know, I love the the, the openness. You know, they they yeah. they bring, they welcome with open arms out there. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So that's why that's what got me, and it really hit me in the heart. That's know? awesome. It, um Yeah. I, you know, when that that same trip that I was telling you about, where I saw the coffee table book with you in it uh we went to some bar Diana and i and we uh and people were like are you guys new to town they were like so because yeah. when you're in a small town and you see people who seem cool and right. nice you're like oh, i hope you live here now so right. we can be friends and so i think from their perspective it's a little bit of like desperate for new blood like yeah. just like a young kid shows up right they're like great like, because we're just all a bunch of seventy-year-old dudes <laughs> yeah. playing country music. We right. need a young guy, mm-hmm. so they're excited too. So it kind of is—it's mutually beneficial. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so that's that's fun. So then, so then you go after your second time in Alpine. Then you like you hit your twenty-one-ish, and you go to Austin. Yeah, I turned I turned twenty-one in Austin. So you here, you arrive in Austin, turning twenty-one. Um, what, I. So, yeah, so you go from this small town, very welcoming, to Austin. What what was your experience of Austin? Wow. that So
2: I heard, I, I didn't know, so that old, like, vintage cowboy look with the old cowboy hat and the old stuff, Yeah, that was just me wanting to wear it. I didn't know that existed anywhere else. Yeah. I had no idea, and then we went to, the Hogwallops band went to Austin for a gig, my first time with them, we played, and some one of the guys in the band, like, one of the uh, roadies was like, hey, man, I saw a guy... Wearing a little hat like you, you know, because they have the short brims. So I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. You know, I didn't know that was like a trend.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I, That's why you know, I have this problem. You might get this too. I have, I've met, I went on a date with this girl recently and she, uh, she started calling me a hipster and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know that I dress like a hipster mm-hmm. and I know that I listen to the music, but I didn't know it was cool. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Exactly. Like, I didn't have the awareness of it. I me mean, neither, yeah. Um, I was just like, this is, you know, well, it's like, people are like, you look like you're wearing your grandpa's clothes. I'm literally wearing my grandpa's. This is oh, my cool. dead grandpa's shirt. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and, like, so it's that kind of, like, the deceiving eye of, like, yeah. that looks like, and that looks like he's just trying to look like that. I'm like, this is just what I look like. And so it is funny when Austin did that for me where I'm opening up and I'm like... Oh, here are people who, this is a a part of their lifestyle. I just thought I was doing this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I
2: didn't, I had no idea. But what I noticed in Austin was it was very busy. You know, I went there kind of, kind of living in a, I started out living in a little shed out in Austin. Then I went to a rock house, lived in this rock house graveyard, bike, not graveyard, like a bicycle graveyard. Oh really? Yeah, it was on the east side. I never lived anywhere else but the east side. And then I went to Robinson from there, but it was a, it was a big jump. Which is when we met, when right? You lived in yeah, I went yeah. to Robinson, and um, you know, I liked Austin. I knew there was I started learning, so that's not food. I learned about health food there. I grew up with my grandma from Arkansas. Yep. I got we got fried food all the time. There was no health, you know. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, bless her heart, she's awesome. But I learned about health food there. I'm like, cool. There's good food here. I was riding a bike. I was getting healthy. You know, there was a bunch of cool stuff going on yeah. in Austin. There's great music all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I am like, okay, okay. I'll, this is as cool as everybody's been telling me, you know. Yeah. And, uh, not, you know, I'm sure it was, they say it was even cooler before then.
1: Yeah. You know, I think we got there at the, last, at the end of... Yeah. when Right before the tech company started moving yeah, in. Yeah, we got there, right. And that changed it. That was it. Um, And...
2: So, you, so yeah. basically, I was getting my feet wet in Austin visiting when you first got there yes so we were kind of seeing you're right we were seeing the same yeah I
1: showed up at the end of
2: 2013 oh yeah exactly so I would have been yeah that's exactly when I was
1: that's when I started moving there I guess yeah yeah. started to move there um well yeah because I I wouldn't have gone there for uh for any reason uh a gal I was dating here at the time said it was moving there for grad school and was like you want to come with me and I was like this seems like a good reason to go like, yeah, fine. Let's go. I I don't know why else I would ever go to Austin. I didn't even realize what it was. I didn't (laughs) realize that, like, I didn't realize the impact it would have on me. I thought I'd go for like a year or two while she was in grad school and then I'd leave. Right. Or I figured she'd break up with me in a week and then I'd move home. You know, I didn't have any sort of expectation, but then I, yeah, like you, I found myself entrenched. Well, for me it was poetry and some other stuff, but and then eventually the music scene just through like hanging out with friends and I started booking shows for some friends and for the muscle guys. Yeah. For, I started booking shows for those guys and then, um, but yeah, so you, you kind of hit, when I met you, you were kind of already hit playing some of the hot, like Hoggy tonks, yeah. like White Horse and. that I got lucky with that, man. There was a friend, good friend of mine, he lives in
2: California now, his name was Nick Young. And I remember when I was visiting, he was so good at this, he'd be like. We we visit. He was very awkward in a good way. Yeah, you know, and he'd be like, uh, he'd be like, come here. So I'd come with him, and we meet this guy. He's like, hey, this is Anthony. He's good at introducing. Uh huh. I guess that's how I guess I got to meet people like that. Yeah, yeah. He knew the right people to introduce to, and the good people. Yeah. And I'll I'll admit, you know, I was my first move to Austin. I was a little heartbroken. I I had a girlfriend at the time, and we broke up in Austin. And I was like, I didn't want to be in one spot by myself. So I'd walk around town. You know, walking to the bar, I, I would wait all night, wait, wait for the bar. I'd go to the go to the gas station and get it two beers and chug them real quick, and then go to the bar. You know, <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't wealthy anyway. That's my best way to do it. Uh, got to meet some good musicians, but I, I used that a power of heartbreak to kind of push through it, and it yeah. ended up being a positive thing to meet people. You know. Yeah. So, I I think I look at back. If I look at it right now, I think of it as a positive deal. That I hey that that. Sadness. I used it positively.
1: Yeah, so. I see that. Yeah, and uh, and then you you were also writing songs. Yes. You, so you were turning that heartbreak into songs.
2: Yes. Yes. I wrote some songs during that, and I I always slowly wrote songs, but as of lately, I've been writing a lot. Yeah,
1: so I guess we can kind of transition. You're working on a full length album.
2: Yeah, it's my second my second one, but yeah, uh, it's almost my first one because this one's gonna I'm I'm trying to do it right the right way, you know. Like... I, st-
1: I stole your first one from your house. That's right. Uh, when you lived in Robinson, I was over there visiting Kevin one day. Oh yeah. And there was a stack of these, and I was like, I didn't know Anthony had these, nice. and so I stole. One. Cool. I'm <laughs> it's glad like you got it. In my van. I'm glad and, you got it. Yeah. Um, but uh, what what do you see as when you look back at that first album, what do you mean you didn't do it the right way? So,
2: I, I, I wasn't paying attention to how everybody else was releasing in, independently. So, I kind of I recorded it myself. I mixed it myself. I had some people come in and play some parts, but for the most part, it was all me. Yeah. It was one cover, Jerry, one of Jerry's songs. Yep. And uh, everything else is my songs. And who's Jerry that you always talk about? Is that Jerry? Jerry Gerton, but he he has a band called Jerry King and the Rivers Jerry King, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm playing with him currently right now, and he plays for me currently. Cool. So, uh... But yeah, I released it. I didn't really promote it. I didn't know how to do it. So I basically put it out online and had the physical copies, but I never really promoted it. So this time I want to do a professional picture, I want to promote it correctly, pay to promote it, you know, talk more about it. I want to do it the right way. And yeah. it sounds better. I'm still doing it with, the, with some of the same gear that's been upgraded. And I so know you how to
1: still are recording it yourself.
2: There's there's one song that wasn't recorded um by me and that was in Austin um kevin's actually on that song oh really yeah it's an older songs two songs which song so one's that's the one cover on the on the the cd it's a a jerry a jerry song another jerry song we did it's called does lonesome get easier it's like a he he wrote it like a a slow 90s country song and i took it and made it like a quicker 70s style song okay and uh there's another one that me and kevin did at our house we had a studio starting there yeah so i but i had uh, our other friend evan send me all the stems they call every track yeah and i mixed it at my current location okay
1: but we have good we have pretty
2: good gear going on there you have a good little yeah
1: um yeah because you in the past couple years you, you released a couple singles the um waiting on you yeah and foolish minded yes and then you this year really earlier this year released like a EP Tomorrow's Luck. Yeah. With like three songs on it. Are right. those going to be on the album? One of those is
2: going to be on the album. That's Foolish Minded. I really... Okay. That, that song, to me, every show gets a good response. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll, I know people... Um, Rin, Rin just got an album. I wish I knew what it was. It was a... Uh, it's called Superstar. Okay. Yeah, it's a newer album. I can't remember the artist, but Rin was listening to it and she's like, oh, she's got two singles on this album. I'm like, oh, cool. I can put a single on my album. Yeah, yeah. Of so course, I'm yeah. Gonna put, I'm going to put that single on my album, Foolish minded. Um. That's gonna be on there, and I got some new stuff too that I'm you, excited. Yeah, because
1: that foolish-minded and uh, waiting on you had that kind of the Anthony that I met. Yeah, the more like kind of Jerry Lee Lewis kind of fast. Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of, and then tomorrow's luck was interesting because it's a little like mid-tempo. Yeah, little stripped down. That's what I wanted. A little croonier.
0: Yeah, I'm trying yeah.
1: to get into that. That's what that's what I I fell in love with
2: lately. You know, I want to bring that stripped-down band back with that feel. And I I got the whole inspiration from that EP. I bought a a vintage Fender guitar from the '60s. Okay. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Every night I I sit there and write a song. I got three of them. Like, oh, I need to make an album, but I'll put a quick EP out with these songs. Yeah. But the cool thing about that EP is, those songs are fresh, meaning, I didn't have time to, to, to polish them. I, I I recorded them vocally, how I wrote them. So they're yeah, very raw. I see that.
1: Yeah, I try to make them, you know. Like yeah, the, I think that's what that. They're stripped down for the sake of being stripped down. Right. And then they're stripped down because that's what the songs exactly. are asking yeah, for. Yeah, I'm asking and, for a really airy. And I think those songs are asking for that. Yeah, yeah
2: definitely. And then one of them I wrote, I did write in Austin. Um, well, that was a uh, song, um, Makes No Difference. Yeah. That's on the, yeah. I, I was doing that differently in Austin. I did it a couple times. I didn't like how it was sounding the way I wanted to do it. Yeah. So uh, I revisited it and did it a little different. I, it's so almost you, Bob Dylan. So you see the album being a little more. Yeah, it, it's gonna have a mix of everything. Okay. I got one song that's a lot like a Waylon Jennings. I have one that's like a Billy Joe Shaver. I have one, that's uh-huh. a couple that's like Johnny Cash. He was my first hero. Yep. And uh, you know, like the, like the the rare Johnny Cash, you know, like the, yeah. the uh Ira Hayes the Johnny deep, Cash, the deep the yeah, deep cuts, the deep one, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I got one that I got one that's really different. It's called um oh what's that song called? Uh I called my friend and my friend Case from Alpine he actually drove all the way up to record. Oh, oh and wow. he's a great musician. And we yeah. did, and this song's called um um oh I'm drawing a blank, but anyway, it's different. It's it's like a it's almost like an indie sound. Okay. So I'm saving that song for the end of the album. Nice. To kind of like Yeah. It's 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 got
1: it's real amb- ambient. It's cool. It's different. Very cool. So um when can we expect that? Like when? Do you have any goals on that? The earliest, late
2: December. The this, the latest. I don't want to. I don't want to wait any later than February. Yeah, but February could be the latest, depending on how quick I can get the artwork. Yeah, and um, who's doing? Who's doing artwork? There's a guy that did my. We're doing a big show next week. Uh,
1: uh, I saw that at, with right with Jerry by. King. Yeah, yeah. We're, in Madison.
2: I, yeah, I paid for this fella to have a to make us a nice poster. And, he, and I talked to him about doing artwork, so I think I'll use him. Because he did a pretty good job. I gave him all... I'm like, do whatever you want on this poster. And he I like what he did, so I want to see what he can do for album work. Cool. And uh, I, I never met the guy. You know, I just found him on Facebook somewhere. Yeah. But um. But there you are, the yes
1: man again. Like, let's try it. Yeah, let's, exactly. Let's... Yeah. Um, the best way, I think. And see what comes out of it. Yeah, me too. I agree. Um, so, yeah, what is it, this experience to me, too, with you recording is... Because you play so much. You're such a performer. Like, you play, like, you play a lot, especially in Austin you, and before COVID, you were playing a lot of shows. Yeah. Like, especially back oh, then. Oh, yeah, yeah, And you were playing, a, and you weren't, like, maybe not writing as much or writing, recording as much, but you were, You were, to me, you were, like, a performer. Like, you, um, and, like, we went to see you like to dance and like that and so now you're kind of transitioning in your head space to being this like recording artist yeah i want I to be like a an s- interesting
2: transit how's that been what uh, yeah i want to be like the songwriter you know I yeah want, i want yeah it's fun doing the you know the rocking stuff i guess you can call it the honky talking i and love the it The covers the covers yeah. are fun but you know we, we went on tour on 2016 me kevin yeah yeah kirsten yeah mitchell and my favorite shows out of all of them, well, one was Nashville because I love Nashville. Of course. But my favorite shows were the listening rooms where I did my originals and everybody listened. And I had that same experience when I played Quebec. They
1: listened. Really? And yeah.
2: Quebec was very, very good to me when I was there. I was there for a mm, couple months.
1: Yeah, I noticed this unfortunate thing uh, that happens where I have a friend in Elwood who's, a, who's an aspiring country singer-songwriter. Krista, host and she you know often gets these books these gigs and they'll want her to play two or three hours and you can't just play your original music like right. you have to play have these play covers, covers and you have to and it's so long and people are kind of listening they're kind of right, not exactly. and then I just think where like a lot of other genres it's like like my friends who are in indie bands they play half hour sets and they and it's all originals and they people watch them and then they go out and smoke their cigarette and they come back where when you you know right yeah and I, and i and sometimes i feel like it doesn't uh it doesn't respect your artistry enough th- I agree. those kind of situations right
2: um see well, back in the day that's how shows were they were short and good yeah you know and i think nowadays bars want to get their money's worth yeah but honestly i mean yeah it, i guess it does work for the bars but to me the bet the best time limit for a show was between 45 minutes and maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Tonight we're doing, I think, a two-hour show. Yeah. Because there's another band going on. Okay. But, yeah, I like those intimate shows. And, and oh, it's another thing I brought with me from Austin. Um, quiet shows. Quiet shows. The first thing I noticed me and, my, me and Sam and Chris uh-huh. went to a bar one night in Madison. And I walked in and the band was so loud. I'm like, wow, these guys... I haven't heard a band this loud in a, a long time. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, Austin yeah. they're not that loud. Yeah, yeah. E- even the metal bands. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get
1: quieter, and we've been doing that lately, and it's got great response. Well, it's kind of where people have to lean in. Yeah. Um, so to, and and that lean in is good. It is. Uh, yeah. And well, another thing about that is, you know, earlier I called you, I thought of you as the human jukebox, and I meant that as a compliment. Oh, yeah. And what I, but what I what I am afraid of, artists to artist, is that sometimes you get treated like that in an unfair way. Right. Where you're like, oh, we know Anthony can fill three hours. Let's just have him go up there and fill three hours. And then right. after a while, it just kind of, you're not leaving anyone wanting more. Right. And that's what I was always taught as a performer, you like leave, was, yeah. is leave them wanting more so you, you maybe cut off, like when I would... When I used to do poetry readings, I'd, I would, if I felt the urge to read eight poems, I'd only read six. And then people were like, oh, he, that was kind of short, but they were, right. got him in and, and got, it was yeah. awesome. That's the thing. I,
2: I, I think, uh, well, when I'm doing like a, a honky tonk rock and roll show, yeah. nowadays I'll keep the energy high at the beginning, get low in the middle, and at the end give it high again. That's the only way you can really catch someone. Yeah. You know, I, 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 don't, I, I definitely, all I can say is I like the route I'm going right now. Yeah. And I want to stick with it. And I've I've had I've been lucky enough to see some amazing phenomenal um, solo songwriter performers do great. I've kind of learned from them how to do it. Yeah. And I I, I learned that that slower, quieter sound was uh, to capture somebody. You know.
1: Who do you remember that you saw that you were like this is something I like to do? Well, this isn't quite. The first guy I can think of, but is Billy Joe. He yeah. He just passed away. He
2: just passed away. I I had the pleasure of hanging out with him quite a few times, as a lot of people did. Yeah. But it was cool going back to Marion growing up. I'm sitting there listening to his music. Like, man, this is good. Never thinking I'd ever get to play with you know play open up for him. Yeah. And like, where'd you open up for him at? In the Alpine Art Walk. That was the first time I met him. And he came up to me after the show. He's like, "Man, you guys are great. I should open up for you guys." Uh, Oh my! Oh my God! I can't believe you said that. Yeah. You know, and the second time I saw him, he was in a more uppity mood, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember you. Remember him, boys, to his band. He's 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 in our competition. We gotta kill him." <laughs> and then, and then he went to get me get me one of his newer CDs, which got captured on photo, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I never saw it until the other day, but um, he he's one of my favorite songwriters. He kind he can play guitar, but he doesn't need to. He can sit there and sing a song. Uh-huh. Move his hands. You know, he got you. It's it's, it's I've heard someone say it's like a. A spiritual uh, experience. And it really yeah. is.
1: It's almost like... I always... My favorite people that are people who kind of feel like oracles. Like, you remember... I don't know if you remember, uh, like, in ancient Greek and Roman mythology, there's the oracle that's, like... Like, often, like, the blind seer who just, like, spouts off things from the heavens. Yeah. And it's this kind of, like... Kind of irrational, kind of strange way of speaking. But it it, like gets to a bigger truth. Right. And it doesn't have to be this, like, perfected show. Yeah, um, exactly. And I, yeah, and I love that. It's great, yeah. It's, it's very, there's a beauty in that, I guess. You know? So, uh, you know, right now, things are tricky with uh, COVID. You know, I, I feel like. Right. It, very lucky that you get to come back here and do this, and, and we get to talk and all this stuff. Um, I wonder if you've thought any about um, doing shows in promotion of the, of the album when it comes out in the spring, yeah, I, I, and what that might look like. Well, so would that just be you, or would, are you going to try to fill out a band, or
2: yeah, if I did that, I would. Um, I want to see how Red Bicycle goes because that's like the biggest spot around me to get, or, or Cincinnati, you know, if they're how they're depending on how they're doing. Mm-hmm. But um, one, of the, I want to pick one of those spots, and if I do promote that show, I want to make it a bigger show. Yeah. Not necessarily energy-wise, but just to kind of replicate what's on the CD a little more, because mm-hmm. there's some stuff going on. There's a fiddle, there's a steel guitar, yeah. yeah. You know, there, there's some stuff. But I, I try, yeah. I'd like to make it a bigger production show to promote the album. And you know, I'm, ex- I'm still trying to figure out how I want to do it, because I still, don't, I don't know what I want to do for the for the cover
1: still. Man. Yeah. Well, what I imagine too, I imagine you, especially with your interest in kind of the more stripped down too, is, uh, taking, taking the album songs and stripping them down and just you touring on them and i would love to see you go to like small towns like i think because i want to have you in elwood at yeah. some point you know and like we can do that and like have you in other little small towns just you and the guitar and then the album would be this completely different oh, experience okay yeah that um,
2: that'd be awesome uh, that kind of reminds me of a chris smither i do one of his songs um think um i, I have to thank some friends that showed me him yeah, um, but he does that, you know. You 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 hear him solo doing amazing, and then you get his album,
1: and it's like, oh wow, it's completely different. There's other stuff, yeah. It's, yeah, it's cool. You're right, it's like it a, is. It's neat. Yeah, because I think that's what I like about live music is that if. If bands sound exactly like the CD I'm like well I'll just go listen to the CD <laughs> exactly um yeah and but if there's something else going on something else that's unlocking right by the actual physical presence of the person and my and our presence there together then it's like amazing yeah it's almost like
2: it's almost like okay when you got the person in front of you you can hear you can feel their actual energy was stripped down you know it's yeah your, it's almost more intimate and then when you get the CD you' you feel like hey this is kind of what you're expecting out of a album i guess it depends yeah
1: so another thing i like to do on this podcast is give folks recommendations uh because i i've always kind of seen myself as someone who like takes in a lot of art and a lot of media and and I, i like to like kind of process it and give it back to people yeah and so i was you've mentioned several people already but what are some some people and it can be country artists it can be musicians or not at all that just what are things that you're into right now that are like do you think uh, maybe along with the theme of the podcast making you like a better person or that like making you more introspective about what's going on in the world in your life well I mean I feel like
2: I have opened up even more lately you know I've had a son recently yeah and uh, Ren already had a boy um, came into his life when he was one okay and he's like my son as well so you got two
1: little boys boys, five uh, and two
2: yeah and when that happened, uh, it man, it really changes you in a, in a good way. I feel, you know, it's yeah, yeah. I, I now I look at somebody's situation, and I can't help but put myself in their situation before I make a decision, or, or or even like like if someone needs help in a certain way, you know. Yeah. Basically, it's it's given me more of a I don't know how to put it. I just feel. I care for more people, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't even know. People I don't even know. Yeah. And uh, even more so than before. You know, I, I, seeing the innocence from my baby boy, it kind of like, I don't know, it did something to me.
1: No, I see it, that. It's, That's it's, beautiful. It's, yeah. I, when he I was born, I, I cried, you know? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. So have you seen that experience reflected in, anywhere in like art or, or in things? I don't know, like... Are you a big reader,
2: or you? Well, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks. Yeah. Um, I started out with stuff I was interested in. I'm always interested in music. I'm a music nerd. Yeah. yeah. I make amps. I make guitars. You know, basses. So I'm always learning how, like, I go like what they do in the '40s to make this speaker. Yeah. Yeah. How many many ohms is the speaker? You know, how deep is this cone? You know, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I get nerdy about that. Yeah. And the guitars. So I don't know. I, I guess. I mean, as far as what what's going on right now. My life consists of making sure I have shows, because that's that's what I do. Yeah. And uh, I make sure I have shows. I work on my instruments. Um, It's good to talk to Jerry. You know, Jerry and Chris and Sam, they're very open-minded about everything. Uh. Yeah. So it's cool to hear what they believe. Basically, there's good and bad in everything. Yeah
1: and of I'm course. glad I've
2: noticed that you know just being a human being you know you yeah. you, you you have evil and good in you in yeah, totally and you, and you have to it's almost like leveling it out and yeah. some people can't or some people yeah. won't and so is making music and playing music your way of leveling it out I I think so it's 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 a medicine it's therapeutic yeah I I need it like if I go a week without using taking like a headphone just being getting into it yeah if I take with, that, with a week without that I start to feel a little weird but once yeah. once I once I do it again it just I don't know it's just it it's it's a great feeling I guess you feel really good about it and you can go so far with music you know it's yeah there's uh-huh. so much music has expanded so much lately yeah and that's the cool thing Any, about it
1: anything that you've ran into lately that you'd like to share as yeah. far as so, something you've been into. Ren
2: is awesome in that aspect. She shows me so much new stuff. Cool. Like like i like, I show her something she goes, oh that sounds like and it's these like bands that nobody knows about. She, yeah yeah. And she remembers them all, you know? Yeah. So like one band she showed me that I, I thought was really cool is uh they're an indie band, uh, I think they're out of I think they're out of California. They're called the Growlers. Yeah, I know the Growlers. So good. I, yeah. I've done a couple of their songs actually. Yeah. My favorite one she showed me was uh King Kong Barbecue Show. You <laughs> seen those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I do one of their songs. Okay. Um, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be loving you. That song. That's a beautiful song. That guy can sing. Yeah. But it's just two guys. It's stripped down, you know. And she shows yeah. me, she shows me stuff like that lately. I've been listening. To, I've been trying to listen to the sixties, mid sixties country folk stuff. Yeah. You know, because I want to, I want to. I'm trying to get into that mindset and feel what people were feeling back then, and it kind of, it kind of comes into what's going on today. So, yeah, you know, for I'm, sure. I, I feel like there's a connection there going on right now with that mid-60s thing, you know.
1: Well, I think that that all makes sense, too, with this these realizations of empathy and feeling for other people that you don't necessarily know and understanding good versus evil. I think those are realizations that happen, happened in the 60s uh, for that generation. Right. But also need to happen in our society now. For sure. Um and so trying to make music that speaks to that is really yeah it's really important I think is important. music
2: can totally do it it has the power to absolutely you know it, I've seen it I've seen it you know I've been, I've been in bars the tough guy walks in you know nobody's nobody's going to step on him yeah. and then the right song
1: or, song or songs play and man he just yeah he melts like butter you know Uh yeah mu- yeah music is a kind of a universal language It sure is it sure uh, is it's, um well yeah so we're we're running you know, we've been talking for 48 minutes. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And uh, I know, it's great. I yeah. love how this works. Um, the way, the thing I always ask, so most of my guests have been from my town, Elwood. Okay. So I've been talking to people about, basically, I, I have this question of what does it mean to be a good person in a small town? And, my, and so my way to try to answer that question was to talk to people from small towns about what they do, people who I think are good people. Okay. And you're included in that because of your small town this in uh, your whole life in a lot of places, including out in West Texas. But I just wonder, what do you from living in small towns? What do you think a small town uh, needs? What's something that you hope for a small town like my hometown of Elwood, like Alpine, that you think that are good for towns right now that they could that could use? And it could be anything. Okay. People have answered in a lot of different ways.
2: Okay. But, well, I mean, when you ask that question, the first thing that comes to mind is just. Once again, the thing that got me was those open arms. You know, like, yeah. oh, hey, I don't know you, but hey, I'm your friend. You know, let's let's hang out. I think I think a small town needs needs a open-mindedness. You know, yeah. This, just I don't care what you're wearing, how you look, what you think. I'm here to be your friend. This is the town. You know. Don't try to push someone away immediately. Basically.
1: Yeah. So, and I think along with that. From what I'm hearing from your story, but also what I know from my own experiences, open arms in open places like that jam was so important to you. Yes. Or those bars that let you in in Alpine. Right. And then you know yeah, and just like we we use this term a lot now, but it gets overused. But safe spaces where people can come and grow up and learn and right um, and interact. Um, yeah, that's what. Yeah, I just that's what I. I think we had this place, I talk about this on this podcast way too much, but when I was like, you would have loved it. When I was like 13 or 14, there was a place in Elwood, it was a pool hall that somebody's uncle opened and they had like six pool tables (laughs) and then in the back corner, they would let teenage bands play. And So all my friends who had bands would just play there. And then people from Indiana Wesleyan University who had bands started playing there. And then people from Indianapolis who had bands started playing there. And so then we're in this little town of 8,000 people. Wow. And we... And, and I'm a 14-year-old that doesn't know shit. And all of a sudden here are these, like, people who are in college, people who are professional artists or trying to make it as artists. And I'm getting to spend time with them. And so I get to see, like, oh, there's other things out there right uh, for me. And I think that exposure is, is yeah, huge, Yeah, having the too. exposure.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because that's something I noticed about. I mean, I don't want to say what I think people are doing. I don't want to make up, you know, what's in their life. But I notice maybe, hey, maybe if this person got out and saw the world a little different, more yeah yeah you know?
1: yep. yeah. I, I see that in my own family yeah so absolutely well Anthony this has been amazing Uh thank you for chatting with me of course on this podcast and uh, do uh you anything else you want to talk about before you go there's one last thing so yep.
2: as far as music cities go
1: and in Indiana
2: Madison they're really trying hard to have a music you're, and you're near there I'm near there and they're trying hard they're they're doing a fine job. They're trying to make it like Austin, and they are doing very much like Austin. Yeah, the good stuff. And they they know I came from there, you know. Sometimes they'll say, "Hey, what do you think?" Sometimes I'm like, "Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Austin did this. The good stuff I saw in Austin, you know." Yeah, yeah. So, if you want to see, you know, they're trying to make it a music city, and they're doing a fine job. So, cool. Hopefully, in the you know in the f- near future, that's a good music city. But they're doing a good job now, so that's a good spot to visit if you want to stay. In, and it's only
1: from here. How long? So from here, I think it's only two and a half hours. So two and a half hours from Elwood, basically, probably. Too. Yeah, so we're just going east. Yeah. For
2: sure, and it's it's uh, it's um,
1: they have good music, and they listen to music. They're one of the only spots that listen to originals, and they like originals. Okay, so open to yeah, awesome. So we'll check out. We'll support Madison, Indiana, uh, and I'll make it over soon. Well, Anthony, thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Goodbye, everyone.